Welcome back in, everybody. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Going up until 6 o'clock, and then Red Sox baseball takes center stage, and Red Sox won last night against the Marlins. They were playing at the same time as the Bruins were playing the Islanders. Bees didn't have as good a result, though. Bruins lose 5-4 to New York, and with that, they're now trailing 3-2 in the best-of-seven series. Joining us now is Fluto Shinzawa. He covers the Bruins for The Athletic. Fluto, how are you? Good, Brady. How are you? Good. I appreciate you being with us. Long time, no talk. Glad to have you on uh, this iteration of my show. Um, your overall impression of last night's game was what? Uh, just just porous penalty kill. Uh, that, that's That's been a strength of the Bruins all year. They're the second-best penalty kill during the regular season. They killed off 86% of the penalties then. So to go from that to 25% in a critical uh, playoff game, uh, just just not good enough. That, and then you compound that with the fact that they really control play uh, in the first period, early on in the first period, and they yes, they got their goal from Pasternak, um, but you just got the sense, boy, if they don't extend their lead here, it's really going to come back to bite them. So uh, a period that they, they deserved, just based on how they carry the play, that maybe you, you, you'd come out of there with a 2 nothing, maybe even 3 nothing lead, uh, no, it's tied one to one. So the classic Islanders—they bend like crazy. They don't break, and they—they they counterpunch. So that, and then Bruce Cassidy clearly had a beef with the refereeing. But okay, maybe he has an argument there. But once you go on the box, you got to kill the penalties, and they did not. You know, I remember a couple of years ago. At this point, I think it was the year the bees got to the finals. It was Carolina who was griping about the officiating, and it actually worked to their benefit for a while in that series. Is this? Are there truths to what Bruce Cassidy's saying, or is this a desperate plea to kind of flip momentum? Well, he's trying. That's that's the purpose of uh, clearly when a coach says something like that. There's there's some meaning behind it, and he wants to somehow influence the officiating for Game 6, where his team can come out on top. He felt that earlier in the series, uh, I, I think Barry Crouch was asked a question about Patrice Bergeron on the face-offs, and he mentioned that Bergeron cheats on, on the face-offs. And then the Bruins noticed, well, uh, maybe the, <laughs> there was a reason behind that, because then all of a sudden the linesmen start throwing Bergeron out of the, the circle for for whatever infraction is, is they, they view uh, as pertinent. So... Uh, clearly, uh, Bruce Cassidy sees that there it, it might be worth it, right? It's 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 free. It's he's probably not going to get fined for what he said. It wasn't over the top, but he clearly had something to say in trying to influence Game Six. Does it overall? I don't know. Uh, I guess we've you can you can say yes or no just based on your perspective on what you've seen. Uh, Craig Berube in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs in the final actually a couple of years ago he. He, he was he was uh, harping on the officiating, and maybe it, it, it had an influence. So you might as well try if you're the coach. It's uh, it's do or die. So you pull out uh, all the tricks from your bag. You mentioned correctly the poorest penalty kill. Um, one of the reasons the penalty kill likely suffered is the absence of Kevin Miller. Kevin Miller, the UVM product that we all follow here, and I remember speaking to you a couple of years ago after you did a great feature on him. How big in absence is Kevin Miller right now? Critical, critical. Uh, yes, uh, I think he was probably third or fourth in terms of ice time on the kill per per game in the regular season. He's usually out there that uh, either the first or second wave, uh, depending on the setup, but depending on who's in the box, 
and just locks it down because of his his physicality, because of how he wins most of his puck battles, because he's he's a better puck mover than people might expect. And it's it's difficult if you're a power play guy, a skilled guy going into the corner with that guy for the puck. That's 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 not fun. So yes, uh, Kevin has been uh, very good on the kill uh, and just the overall presence because he's 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 the oldest guy on the defense. He's he's been around. He's he's a natural leader. Uh, maybe when when there's some bleeding going on, he's he's that type to. To end it with uh, a, a good shift, uh, something said on the bench, um, just a good, good hard play against a team that likes to play that way. So it's it's absolutely a a, a critical missed presence. It's it's really unfortunate that it's just it's such bad luck with injuries with Kevin, not only this year but in the years past with the knee. Uh, he gets hit with a puck in the throat. It's just just. Crazy, crazy stuff for him to, to have to go through, and, and this latest headshot, that's really unfortunate. So you, you take out him, you take out Brandon Carlo, another big uh, killer. Uh, it's just going to have a trickle-down effect in terms of personnel, and it's just not the the, uh, the optimal defenseman that you want out there uh, in in a big game in the playoffs. So, yeah, that, that really... That really flared up the the fact that Kevin's not there. Fluto Shinzawa, he covers the Boston Bruins for the Athletic. He's here with us on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. What did you make of Tuka's replacing yesterday? I don't know. Is it a benching? Was it an injury? How did you read that? Well, Bruce Cassidy said he was not 100%, that he needed some maintenance. So, And you could kind of see the... the the rebound control was not as crisp as, as Tuca usually is. Where I really noticed it was his touches. For whatever reason, he just wasn't as clean with the puck as he usually is. Now, what does that mean? Is he, is he sick? Is he injured? Well, clearly, physically, he's not, he's not uh, at full Tuca. So, uh, and, and yes, there were, there were three point-blank power play goals, but maybe if he's really on top of his game, maybe he stops one of those. Yeah. So uh, clearly the Bruins made a determination that Tuca, whatever percentage he was last night, just wasn't as good as Swayman at, at 100%. And and perhaps it was a, a momentum changer, too, in terms of, okay, you're down, and, and that usually grabs players' attention when you make a change. So... Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that Tuca wasn't uh, at 100%, and now they have to make a determination. Okay, what what percentage of Tuca are, are we going to get for, for Game 6 if you're the Bruins? So that's a decision. Uh, Bruce said he, he assumes Tuca will be ready to go tomorrow, but we'll have to wait and see. Bruins um, obviously have young pieces, but they do have an aging veteran core. Does this feel like the last best chance for them, or do you think this core has a couple of more years left? Uh, well, Tuca and David Krejci are up. Uh, they're unrestricted, so there's some decisions to be made. Both uh, it's, it's mostly uh, on Tuca's side in terms of does he, because he said this is the only team he wants to play for. So does he want to keep on continuing that relationship with the Bruins for another year or two to be that mentor for Swayman? That's that's his call because uh, I think the Bruins would uh, entertain having him back at a reduced price and on a shorter term deal. Uh, David Krejci, he's going to be he's going to be on 35 and older contract, so there's some restrictions there in terms of possible cap hit 
when it comes to possibly career-ending injuries or anything like that. So it'll be short-term. Uh, he said he, he does not intend to retire, so he wants to keep on playing. So Bruins have to make a, a decision there. Do you want to go with two 35-year-old centers in David and Patrice for next season? I, I don't know. That's, that's a really tough call. You don't really have uh, that many uh, credible centers coming up in terms of skill. Um, Charlie Coyle has not been that good in the playoffs. He didn't have a great regular season. Is he ready? To be a number two center behind Patrice, I don't know. I, I, I would think they would try and get David back, especially if they're going to bring Taylor Hall back for next year. So there are some, some bridges, so to speak, to get them to possibly the next generation in terms of the the Pasternak, the McAvoy, the Swayman, the, that, that, that 22, 23, 24-year-old cluster. Um, you, you, can, you can bridge up to them in terms of when they really enter their peaks of their careers, which you could argue... Uh, certainly with David, he is in now. Uh, so it's it's not the end of the line for this core, but yes, you could possibly see uh, Krejci and, and Rask gone, which is which is a big loss, uh, just in terms of obviously performance, but also presence. So uh, there's some big decisions coming up for for both player players and organization. For Game Six, is the key just simply stay out of the box? I mean, like you said, when they weren't in the box, the Bruins controlled play yesterday. Dominant at five on five, absolutely dominant. So yes, you, you can't, you just can't. Don't do it. This is the the Chris Wagner high stick on Barzell. They're going to call that all night. Just can't do it. Undisciplined, selfish penalty. So okay, you can argue the Corrali one was, was phantom, and but Grizzly cross checked the guy in front. So you're going to get those calls. It's this is this is a trend. The Bruins were, I think, number four in the regular season in terms of being most penalized. Yep. So their their uh, discipline is an issue. So you you, ha- you have to. It's 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 plain and simple because at five on five, for the most part, you've been the better team. Now Islanders are very good at at holding the line and 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 not breaking and then and then taking off when they block shots, cause turnovers. Uh, the goalie's been good for Alama, uh, better than Sorokin for sure. And uh, there's some rebounds there, but overall he's been really good. So Bruins have to make the most of their chances, like they should have in the first period uh, last night, because uh, the fact that they couldn't extend their lead that that, that really was an issue. So uh, yeah, stay out of the box, be disciplined. When you do go, uh, you have to be cleaner and tighter on the kill. And, and then make the most of your opportunities at even strength. Fluto, I'll get you out of here on this. I'm just curious. Uh, what has the last, I don't know, 12 months been like for you covering pro hockey? I mean, obviously we had the bubble playoffs last year, which I'm sure you weren't able to get to. Uh, it's a mostly limited access season this year. What's it been like for you professionally? Uh, <clears throat> literally two-dimensional, Brady, when it comes to uh, covering games, uh, the road games at least, uh, we were able to get into the garden this year, which is really nice. But road games, you're, you're covering off the, the TV, you're covering off the Zoom on your computer, post games. So it's just literally two dimensional. Um, it's you, you have to make do with it. There, you, there's there's nothing nothing you can do. You have to try and make the most of these opportunities to interview players and coaches and, and see what you can off of TV. But it's just it's just not the same as being in person and having 
face-to-face conversations, having handshakes. There's players I still haven't met. Craig Smith all year, never met him. Mm. So there's that, and that just it 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 just colors the 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 job in a different way. And yes, you try and make the the best of the situation in terms of. Uh, trying to come up with some different angles, some different sources, some different perspectives, and, and hopefully the, the, the readers are still engaged with it, but it's just, it's different. Uh, hopefully we'll get back to, to something closer to normal for the next season. Um, but it's just, it's, it's been challenging, but it's been challenging for, for everybody in every profession, I'm sure. So um, uh, reporters, we, we're, we're trying to adapt and, and make the best of uh, the limitations that we're under, and, and just try and do our best. Fluto Shinzawa covers the Bruins for the Athletic. Uh, wrote a great game story from last night's game, a 5-4 loss to the Islanders. Islanders now with a 3-2 series lead heading into Game 6. And uh, Fluto, we appreciate it. We'll keep following along. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, Brady. My pleasure.